turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The most inspirational song ever. Thanks, Todd. One of the things someone told me is that when they listen to this show, they feel better. And I was like, well, did you feel bad before listening? (laughs) Most people don't realize how they're feeling until they actually hone in and listen to what I'm saying. Either they feel bad, they feel guilty, they feel convicted. Hey, but then they also feel inspired, motivated, and encouraged. So, That sounds about like how Jesus wants us to be. He doesn't want us to think that we have it all together. Why? Because then we wouldn't need him. Um, There's an old hymn that says, without him, I would be nothing. Without him, I would fail. Without him, my life would be wandering like a ship without a sail. I live in a Navy town. I cannot imagine those ships coming into port in my city of San Diego trying to park without a driver. See, we always think of the captain of the ship, and that is the appropriate name for all my veterans. You can teach me more, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Or like some of you, just tell me when we talk. And one of the things about veterans is they will let you know when you're wrong. That's what I love. Because in the military, everything is pretty much absolute. There's a right way to do a thing, and pretty much everything else is wrong. Talk to your local veterans. They will tell you. So one of the things that I have discovered after living in San Diego all of these years, boats don't drive themselves. See, that's like a nickname for a ship, the boat. And because I live in an ocean city, oftentimes we have the pleasure of being able to distinguish what some would call a boat from a yacht from a ship. And yes, There are differences, but the thing is, regardless, in order for them to go anywhere, they need a driver. Now, if you want to be in a tugboat and call yourself the captain, go for it. Nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, the boat, it can float, float away, but it will be aimless. It won't have any purpose. It won't any well we'll put it this way it won't have any real direction how about that some of you are going yeah it could float northwest and you can be really complicated and do all the compass mathematics and okay look i'm talking about the people that have to actually be in charge of where the boat whether it's a tugboat or a ship is heading in what direction and for what purpose and At what time do you want to arrive? Well, are you following yet? If you're not, keep listening to me right here on Caring the Burden. Caring. I care. Do you care? What do you care about today? Because most of the things that you care about cause you to need to drive, to be driven, to be motivated, to be inspired, to do what you need to do, whether that's, let's see, do the laundry. Yes, you do need some motivation to do it. 
Think about it. We're so spoiled. We have these advanced technological, I call them monster machines, because I hear the stories from my mom's childhood when they had these washing machines and dryers that required manual cranking. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I live in the 21st century now. I was born, yeah, in the 20th, but I still got to see electric washing machines and dryers. I'm used to that phenomenon. To me, I thought that was the way it's supposed to be. But after hearing the stories of my mom's childhood, my uncle, and how they were raised right here in California, having to crank, (laughs) I just was like, never mind. You can have that life. So if you're doing laundry, you still need motivation, whether that's I need to have clean clothes. Okay, motivation. Well, I'd rather not have to do it tomorrow. Hey, that's motivation. Uh, I don't like anybody else cleaning my clothes. Are you following me? I don't like anybody else doing my laundry. I don't like anybody else washing my clothes. Okay, all of those are motivation for you to do what you need to do. Just like steering a boat. Well, is steering the boat the same as causing it to go in the direction that you want it to? Based on all the navigational principles that I learned, it is. It's the same. So as Christians, your boat is supposed to be driven technically uh, by the Lord. So what does that mean? He's supposed to do the work? Kind of. Sort of. Some of you that are experienced Christians, you understand what I mean, because oftentimes most of us wear ourselves out by trying to do all the rowing of the boat. We don't ever get the XO. What's the XO? The co-captain on a Navy vessel. That's what the co-captain is called. So most of us try to be our own captain of our own little ship, S-H-I-P. I'm a good little Christian over here. And guess what? We try to make sure that we've got it by any means necessary. We do what we have to do to ensure that we won't fail. So we feel. However, there are times, people, when we will fail. Why? Because we're human. And the worst thing you could ever do is think that you won't fail. Now, there's nothing wrong with being self-motivated. Like I told you, you've got to do that laundry. You've got to come up with a plan. You have to actually plan to do laundry. Yes, it requires a plan. Some people are good at it. Some people are not. (laughs) So if that's you and you're not good at laundry, I am. I can teach you some tricks. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. But in the meantime, many people don't know how to do laundry. Why? Two reasons. They never learned how officially. Did you catch that? Officially. Meaning they didn't seek out the information, the knowledge to learn how to do laundry correctly. Because there is a correct way. There's always a better way than the way you do it. You didn't know. Keep living. Keep listening. Keep learning and burning. Because you're going to find out there's always a better way than what you do and how you do it the way you do it. I don't care what you do. You could be the best engineer in town, but there's still a better way a better way than the way you do it right now today. Technology is causing us to change the way we think and do. And as I had to explain to my 80-year-old mom, artificial intelligence, despite what they're telling you, mom, the key word is not intelligence. (laughs) I told her it's about 
the artificial part. Now, can a computer fly a plane? Possibly. It depends on to whom you're speaking. If you're speaking to an airplane pilot, they will probably tell you no. They'll probably tell you there's such a thing as autopilot, but even that has to be programmed by someone. Did you catch that, people? So whether it's laundry, flying a plane, steering a ship, yes, that Navy vessel in the water, there has to be a captain. But better yet, just like on an airplane, there has to be a co-captain. Just like on a Navy ship, there has to be someone else there in case of what? Emergencies, such as like the captain could pass out. These are real experiences that have happened here in San Diego. There are actual airplanes that have actually had pilots pass out for whatever reason. Heart attack, stroke. Oh, they might not tell you, but it happened. And how did you not know that happened and you were on the plane? Because there was a co-captain. As long as you can acknowledge that Jesus is your co-captain, you're going to probably get to where you need to be faster. It's at the point in which we travel in this life, we try to expedite the things we need, and we try to get things done the way we need them done without the Lord. So what I've learned in the few little years, I always uh, I try to remind myself, remain humble, because regardless of my 22 and a half, they're few to me because someone else has been doing it 50 years, maybe even 60 Right. 60 years of caregiving. Sure. What about the parents that have children that were born with disabilities? Right. They're still a parent and they're 60 years old. So, yes, disabilities come in all forms, just like boats, just like, you know, I told you, tugboats. Some people call them rowboats. And then there's yachts and all types of vessels that need steering. Now, either we are the captain or we get Jesus on board and we have a co-captain. So let's review that. You can drive through your life all you want. You can be alone all you want. You cannot consult with the Lord all you want. But when the time comes for an accident and when the time comes for failure, guess what's going to happen? You probably are going to yell out, oh, my God. Have you noticed that even on, we'll call it secular TV, films, movies, when people are in a panic, no one's looking at them as Christians. They're looking at them as people that are in a panic. And when people are in a panic, frantic, what do they do? They yell out, oh my God, doesn't matter what their religion, whether they claim God or not, even atheists cry out in it. Ah, oh my God, despair. Why? Because they're anxious, they're nervous, they're afraid. They don't know what's going to happen. Those people are the people that don't have a co-captain. I do my best every day to make sure Jesus is with me on my boat. This vessel here, this vessel of honor sanctified for the master's use, yes, I try to make sure. Hey, Jesus, are you there? See, there couldn't have been a hit song called Jesus Take the Wheel if Jesus wasn't already on board. Did you catch that? The reason the song was even a national secular hit is because Someone had to accept the fact that, hey, I can't do this by myself. I need some help. All caregivers have to acknowledge, hey, I need some help. Well, what do you do when you don't have any help? I'm the only one doing this work by myself, and I don't have anybody. Okay, take a deep breath. That's the first thing I do. 
I was an only child. I still am, and I am my mother's only sole caregiver. So help comes in many forms. When you're a vessel like me, co-captains come in all types of forms. Why? Because the Lord is the provider. He is the source. And then he provides you with a resource, like a co-captain, like people that offer you help. You know the number one rule on this show, we don't turn down help. I don't care how well you do your job. I don't care what you think and how strong you are. You will be weak one day. And if you turn away the help too much, when you are in that disparity, there will be no one there because you said, no, I don't need you. No, I don't need any help. And eventually people will forget about you. They might even delete you from their phone. Well, what does that have to do with caregiving? Well, first of all, did you care when they offered you the help? Probably not because you thought, I don't need you. I don't need any help. I'm good right now. What happens when you get tired? Just like that airplane captain. Just like who? The person that's steering, driving the ship. S-H-I-P. I told you this is a good little Christian talking right here. Get your mind on Jesus. There's this one proverb that made me think of all of this today. And if you read the Bible, it doesn't matter what translation. There's a key word in there that I found to work for me. Direct. Wait a minute. D-I-R-C-T. Direct? Like, yeah, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to all. Okay, that's Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Read those verses too. But Proverbs 23, 19 And after I looked at all the translations, they all still had the same message. And there is a message that has to do with direction, following a path, going in the right way. But it all begins where? With your heart. Because no matter what you might think, out of your heart, that's where your real issues um, actually derive. See, I have another proverb for that one. It's just real simple. If you're angry, if you're upset, if you're disgusted, if you're depressed, all of those issues come from your heart. Now, some people will argue that they start in your mind, but then from where did your mind get those issues? See, when they became an issue, it's because your heart was affected. Someone hurt your feelings. Someone offended you. Someone bothered you. Someone made you disgusted. Well, did they make you or was it already within you? And you chose to go in that direction of their hate, of their disgust, of their disrespect. Did you choose to go in that direction? Because if you do, more than likely now they have become your co-captain. What happened to Jesus? Oh, yeah, you didn't make him the co-captain. When you make Jesus the co-captain, he can then help you with what? The direction in which you need to steer, in which you need to go Because every day there's going to be someone coming at you, coming for you, telling you what you can't do. They're going to come for you and deny you. Did I say come for you and deny you? Yes. There are people that will come to you, come for you, because they don't have your best interests at heart. They don't care about how well you're doing. They don't care how you feel. They don't care if you're tired. They don't care. That's annoying. That's frustrating. So what do we caregivers do? We call on our co-captain. My Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ is my co-captain. If he's not yours, well, you can have him too. Just ask for him. Ask, believe, and uh, receive. That's simple enough. If you need more, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. But in the meantime, listen, my child, be wise.
and give serious thought to the way you live. Now that's the GNT version. Good news translation. Hey, be wise. That's the first thing. How do you get wisdom? You ask for it. Hey, uh, do you know anything about? Yes. Oh, well, could you tell me how to? Of course. It's real simple. It takes a lot of humility to ask. Most of us are too proud. I've told you that on this show. When you have to ask, A-S-K, you're doing yourself a favor. You're not doing yourself a disservice. You do yourself a disservice when you don't ask. Shame on you. You didn't ask for help. Shame on you. You turned away help. Shame on you. You didn't consult with someone when you could have for help, for guidance, for assistance, for direction. The Lord will provide you all types of direction in all kinds of ways. And if you turn it down every time, shame on you. Why? Because he's your source. I told you. Then when he provides you with resources, you turn them away. You don't want them. You don't want to listen. The shame is on you. Why? Because now you're the one that's busted. You're the one in trouble. You're the one struggling. You're the one going, I don't know what to do. I'm so sick of this. Okay. Hey, bring it in. Deep breath. Like I tell my 80-year-old mom, because she gets really frustrated. And I always try to take the seat of compassion with her and try to feel what that might be like. I honestly cannot relate, but I look at her and I try to imagine what she must feel like. I thought about that when I looked at a scripture the other day. It was in the book of Matthew, and it was talking about basically how Jesus was being accused. Basically of what? Jesus was accused of being a drunk. Can you believe that? Yes, Jesus was accused of being an alcoholic. Pretty much, that's what it says. See, he was hanging out with these are the Pharisees judging him now. Tax collectors, the people that would get drunk, you know, the sinners. Jesus was hanging out with them, so they accused him of being drunk. But I have a Bible that also says that he was on this earth and he did not sin. So the accusations, they're going to come. And when they come, are you going to be innocent? Are you going to be able to have a clear conscience and say, no, I didn't go off on that person. I was upset, but no, I didn't curse him out. (laughs) I was bothered, but no, I didn't yell. I could have, though. I wanted to, but I didn't. Sometimes your heart is overwhelmed and you can't take it. I look at my poor little mom. She struggles. She can't stand. She can't walk. Have you thought about what that must be like and how inhibited a person might feel? Think about it for your own life at this moment. Stop and think about what you're doing at this moment and say, wow, I'm so free because I'm able to. If that's you, thank the Lord. But what if that's you, the inhibited, the one that cannot? My goodness, my heart goes out to you because I've learned to have the same compassion that Jesus had on people when he was moved. Moved by what? He was moved with compassion. See, compassion can help you steer your own life. Compassion can help you go in the right direction. So instead of yelling, instead of cursing, instead of having a bad attitude, instead of walking away, instead of looking at yourself and saying, I deserve to do better than this. I deserve more. They should help. They, hey, take a deep breath and have some compassion. Let that steer your vessel. The boat, yourself, yes. Because remember, I told you, you you can be the captain, but who's going to be your co-captain? Yourself? So you're going to be the captain and the co-captain of your own vessel? That's a lot of work. I found 
The Lord provides me with lots of co-captains. I just have to allow them to do their job. Who? The co-captains. When the Lord provides you with people, resources, opportunities, let them come in to your boat, to your vessel, and show you, hey, here's a better way. Hey, try this path. Go in this direction. It might help you out. This might be a better way. Not only will you relieve your stress, not only will you be able to take a deep breath for yourself, not having to give out all the instructions and guidance, but you'll also be able to say, you know what? I'm better now. I can do this more effectively. I've become a better captain of my own vessel. Again, a vessel of honor, sanctified for the master's use. I had a beloved person tell me that the work that I do for my mom, is it's not a job. She said, it's a ministry. And I said, isn't ministry work? She said, you tell me. And that's when I learned to define and distinguish the difference between work and a job. A lot of people out there will tell you, oh, a job is this and work is that. And I don't see my job as work. That almost sounds like a contradiction. See, I'm one of those people, I told you, I grew up as an only child and I sit and I contemplate, especially definitions, words. Well, when you look at the word job, there's a lot of definitions, lots and lots of definitions. But when I looked at the word job, I discovered that as for me, Lorraine, it has to do with an assignment because it can be a verb or a noun. Well, what do you mean, Lorraine? You know, I didn't do well in English grammar and all that. Okay, bear with me. When you have a job to do, then it's a verb. For example, someone gives you something to do, work, for example, then it's a job. But what if you don't see it at work? Then what? That's relative because work, by definition, is not necessarily the job. Did you catch that? Work is the effort that you have to exert to accomplish or produce. That's the difference. Are you able to produce today and do work? Or are you just fulfilling an assignment by yourself? Don't fulfill jobs alone. Don't go to the job alone. For those of you that have the old school in office where you have to be around other people, you have to interact and you have to be kind because we're Christians for those of us that are, that's one of our fruit on our tree, kindness. Well, what about for the people that are rude to you? Take their rude fruit, sit it on your desk and offer them some kindness instead. If they turn it down, that's on them. But your job is to offer. Did you catch that? Remember, a job can be a verb or a noun. I just told you. So in this case, your job is to offer them love, fruit of the spirit of God. Those are the good things. We've got a whole list in Galatians 5 and 22. If you want to know what those fruit are, take a look, look, and then say, which fruit am I going to offer today? Sometimes it's hard to have all of those fruit going at one time. I always tell everybody, hey, I'm not a fruit salad. They kind of miss it sometimes. That's when I'm having a bad attitude. And I take a deep breath and a chuckle because I know exactly what I meant. It means I'm not in good mood. Caregivers are often not in a good mood. Why? Because we have to do so much work. Yes, because we have someone else depending, co-depending on us to do labor to do activities, to do things that they cannot do for themselves. And then on top of us, they expect us to do it well. 
They expect us to perform with perfection. That's a lot of pressure for us caregivers. Now, if you are listening and you're like, well, I'm not a caregiver. I don't have my mom in that situation, and I don't really have to take care of my dad much. I don't have to do that much work. What about the work that you have to do to care? This year in 2023, the focus of carrying the burden is to also remember that the whole purpose of this show is to remind us all that we're all caregivers. All of us have to care. Do we have to care? Actually, yes. Why? Because if you don't, then what do you get? Uh Uh-oh, you get a bunch of people that don't care. How would you feel if you had a life full of people that didn't care about you and everything that had to do with you? Take an examination of your own life, how you function everywhere you go, and no one cared about your money. Think about it. Someone's managing it, whether it's the bank. Yeah, think about it. What if no one cared, like the farmers, about the types of tomatoes that are in the grocery store that you need? Somebody cared to say, "Mm, no, let's not put that one in this batch. Let's give them these options. Even the farmer cares about what kind of vegetables you want. So think about the kind of care that you want to give other people. Remember, there's different types of care, but what type of care are you going to give? The kind of care that I'm going to give today is going to be the kind of care that it takes to direct my vessel, my little tugboat, in the right direction. What direction is that? Love! (laughs) L-O-V-E, spell it. Love will keep you alive. It'll help you thrive. It'll keep your mind in perfect peace because Jesus is love. And if you keep your mind on him, you get perfect peace. It all goes together. It's called Bible Math. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com to find out more. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ, 1210 AM, sunny San Diego, on any podcasting station, anywhere, anytime.